0: It is The Burnout. He is the SEC Network and ESPN's Peter Burns. I am Ryan Brown. We welcome you into another week as we talk some SEC football. Burns, what is up? How are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. I literally got... Hold on. Hold
0: on. Uh-oh. Burns has hold got on. something
1: off camera. I got, I got all my roback, I got a bunch of rowback gear um, that oh. I used the code to get. Uh, G- so R20, I wanted to make sure R20. I am yep. yeah in... Uh, and, and logoed out for for the show proper
0: good job out of you tnr 20 at checkout save 20 percent, and uh, it's wise to order big first because that's where your savings are on that initial order so smart move by you burns and it is all good stuff those quarter zips and the hoodies oh. and the golf shirts they're fantastic
1: it's the softest thing ever like i put it on yes. and i'm like oh it's perfect
0: because it was actually finally
1: football weather that's what i started thinking about because like there's just something and i don't know how it is for you guys or where you're at but like in charlotte it was 65, you know, when I woke up over on, right. on Saturday morning. I was like, this is going to be a glorious freaking weekend of football. Like, there's just yeah. certain weekends where you're, you're like, just in a good mood. Like, I don't care that my son crapped in his pants. I don't care oh, that, like, there. my daughter's not listening to me. I stepped on a Lego. I was like, good it didn't there. matter. It yeah. didn't matter. It was like football. We had it here. And it was awesome. Yeah.
0: When it's football and the weather's good, nobody cares about that kind of yeah. crap. You get past that yeah. somehow. <laughs> Uh, the burnout presented by mybookie.ag. Speaking of savings, right now they're doing something they've never done at mybookie.ag. We ask our athletes to give us 110%. They're giving you 110%. 110% deposit bonus right there at mybookie.ag when you use code next round. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. It is for this week only. So strike while the iron is hot. A 110% deposit bonus right there at mybookie.ag. Code next round to get that deposit bonus. A wild weekend behind us in the Southeastern Conference. LSU survives Arkansas. Alabama has a great second half to beat Ole Miss. South Carolina mm-hmm. survives Mississippi State. Uh, Kentucky survives Vanderbilt. Tennessee yeah. their muscle. I mean, we got so much to talk about. We're going to get to the West in a moment, but just give me your takeaway from this weekend of the SEC.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I mean, it's crazy to look that we're, what, through four weeks of the season, there's not an undefeated team still left in the SEC West, and and there are three of them over in the SEC East. So,
0: In fact, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, Dunaway pointed that on the show we did uh, on our Monday show, like, if I told you through September, basically, those are your three undefeated, you would have said you're crazy.
1: Uh, yes and no. I, I, I think I could have reverse engineered Alabama losing a game okay. early. I could have reverse engineered LSU losing a game. Um, you know, but to be honest with you, and even Texas A&M, you know, I would have been surprised. There's no doubt. I mean, that would have been the, the, my bookie parlay that you could have absolutely crushed and yeah, be like, which no one doubt. of these things actually happens? Like yeah. you get better than 110% of all your money there. And, in. I just look at this and go, this is kind of the NFLization of college football. Like You and I have talked about that a little bit, Brownie, is the fact of between name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal, when you have so much player movement like there is in NFL free agency, you're going to get inconsistent teams and inconsistent performances. And I think that's been – the 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 theme of college football specifically here in the sec but i think all of college football so i i had this on my show this morning on sec network and i want to get your thoughts on it what's the most complete game okay wire to wire that we've seen from an sec school so far through four weeks not not final score i'm just talking about like they looked the part Really good against their opponent. And of course, I'm talking about at least a power five opponent, or, you know, not playing, you know, Wichita Tech, Amish School of Technology type stuff. Like, because there's only one that I can think of.
0: So, most complete wired to wire game. Mm-hmm. First blush, without having had the opportunity to think through this, I am going yes. to say Florida beating Tennessee.
1: Okay. Not bad. But then even that, I thought Tennessee, like Florida played okay in the second half. I thought they whooped their butt in that first half, but then all of a sudden they kind of just held on. You know, it's like a boxer that knew he was up in rounds and they were just like, all right, we're not going to continue to put the pedal to the metal."
0: Yeah. But Florida never let it get to the point where I thought Tennessee was going to win the game or, or, or you could say it Tennessee never got to the point where I thought they were going to win the game. Um, I mean, it's tough, it, right? It I mean, that, that illustrates
1: yeah. my point. I thought it was LSU and Mississippi State. That was the okay. only yep. game that that I thought. Yep. Yep. From, from opening kickoff to the final bell, it was just a bludgeoning, right? It was all LSU. But I can go through and I can say, man, we've seen some really good halves of football from a bunch of different teams. Like, Alabama second half against Ole Miss, right? Um, you can say Texas A and second half just against um, uh, uh, against uh, who do they just play Auburn, yeah. right? Um, you can say maybe Georgia's um, second half against South Carolina. We've seen dominant halves of football, but I really only think there's been one you know start to finish boat race as far as a really really good SEC squad against a decent opponent, and I think that just summarize what this season has been so far this year
0: yeah I don't disagree with you now that you've given me a chance to think about it you've got the right side of that I mean it is it is it will it remains to be seen what Mississippi State is they are now 0-2 in the Southeastern Conference Mm -hmm. so you know it's an uphill climb for them all obviously um but other than that I would say I would say maybe Florida Tennessee is second you're right Florida didn't exactly just slam the door shut in the second half the way LSU slammed the short do- uh, the door shut in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that game was over in the first quarter, uh, but they never really they never really relented. They never really backed down. That was just a dominant performance from the jump for LSU, and it never really changed. So you're right, and and that is that is part of the storyline. But you know what gets ignored? And I can't remember. I do we do so many shows now. I can't remember where we brought this up, but mm-hmm. I know we talked about it on the next round. Is you, you know, everybody wanted to talk about how the SEC's best non-conference win was Kansas State. Fair enough. I mean, it was. Yeah. You, or Tulane, but but again, not okay. not like, right. not Texas
1: yep. or not FSU nope. or not a nope. title contending team nope. in your
0: mind. All right, so it's Kansas State or Tulane, right? That, that leaves a lot to be desired. But up until Ohio State beat Notre Dame, mm-hmm. the Big Tens was West Virginia. Penn State beating West Virginia, yep. that was their biggest non-conference win. Yeah. Now, the, I AC- mean, I, yeah. the ACC's I, got some. The Pac-12's got some. The Big 12, not mm-hmm. so much. I mean, the Big 12's got Texas over Alabama. But, I mean, really, it, it, you, we, it gets so concentrated on the SEC, we forgot that the Big 10 didn't beat anybody either until Ohio State beat Notre Dame. That all changed this past weekend.
1: Yeah, and then now we start seeing, obviously, more conference games right. coming up. So that that obviously plays in, in, in a role. But I, I can't recall, you know, before we start getting into the SEC West squads, I can't recall going through the top, I would say 12, maybe I get all the way down to 15 in the AP poll that I can legitimately make a case to saying, yeah, I think they could actually win a title this year of all years, right? Like that's nuts. Normally we're talking about there's only four, five, maybe six teams. Have you gotten too top heavy and stuff? And now I can say, all right, well, I mean, you start going through, you know, could I see Alabama figuring out with Milro? Yeah. I see LSU figuring out and all of a sudden the way that offense looks like, I mean, obviously you got Georgia at the top. Could you see Washington and what Michael Penix has done? Have you seen Oklahoma if their defense is legit and for real? Um, So, I mean, there to me, I mean, even as crazy as it sounds, Drake may at North Carolina, he's as good of a transcendent quarterback that, that you can say, if you got a good quarterback, you got a shot.
0: Well, the one thing I know Clemson was eliminated. I mean, they're not going to do it with two losses. So you know that's yeah. that's and they weren't even ranked, but still, Clemson has been a playoff stalwart, really for mm-hmm. the playoff era. They have been in it a lot, uh, and they were eliminated. So you know they're kind of out of the picture now. But the ACC still got some teams: Miami, obviously, that went over Texas A&M; Florida State with well, that okay. win over LSU; Duke with well, that win over Clemson. They get Notre Dame this week, so we'll see about Duke. So you know the ACC is is really really interesting. The SEC is the Pac-12, of course, is. I guess the Big Ten is, you know, I think it's a three-team race yeah. there. But, I mean, I think that three-team race with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State will will be fascinating to watch, all in the same division right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, 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 I look at this, and, and I know in, for the last whole entire, probably two off-seasons, but mostly this off-season, where we've seen all these people head up to Congress and talk with their presidents and chancellors and athletic directors about how, man, the, the state of college football is in disarray. I'm looking around right now and going, man, it's it's actually pretty damn competitive and pretty yeah. fun right now. Like some of the brands are coming back and you see kind of any given Saturday. So it does feel like the NFLization of, of college football has officially arrived here on, on Saturdays.
0: All right. Uh, MyBookie.ag brings you the show. MyBookie.ag, code next round right now at MyBookie.ag, 110% sign-on bonus when you sign on that initial deposit, they're going to match it 110%. percent they at mybookie.ag this week and this week only. So strike while the iron is hot at mybookie.ag. Code next round to get that bonus. Code next round at mybookie.ag. Also, don't forget Lance's Lock coming off another winning football weekend going all the way back to Thursday night. You can jump on board now and win with Lance at lanceslock.com. There'll be plays up throughout the week and going into the weekend of college football again. Lance'slock.com. And mybookie.ag code next round. All right, let's concentrate on the West. It is yep. a question how the West is one. Um, I I if we were like doing every week, maybe not a power ranking, but like the the mybookie odds, mybookie.ag yep. odds, I think LSU would have been in the top spot coming out of last weekend. I think maybe the odds might have flipped just narrowly back to Alabama after this past weekend with the Crimson Tide with a good second half beating Ole Miss by two touchdowns, and then LSU struggling to get past Arkansas down in Baton Rouge
1: yeah and and what's in, it's I mean it literally it's like horse racing it's like down the stretch yep. they come but you know they're at the basically the the halfway point uh you know what is that three six furlongs probably it's probably a I <laughs> know probably more like a mile and a quarter track yep. is probably what they're at but I mean to me I look at this and let's start with the lSU game right lSU Arkansas and I hear what you're saying right and I trust me I'm nobody that's probably a, a bigger fan than on any of the stuff that you guys do that of lSU than me. I never felt that Arkansas game was losable for LSU. As crazy as that sounds. No, I agree right? with you. I like watched it, it, yeah. it, it was a close game, and but I never really felt like this anxiety, like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Because I thought LSU just kind of came out, you know, lackluster. Jane Daniels didn't look great, and I saw the defense getting after K.J. Jefferson, but he had a Herculean effort, and I'm like – uh okay it's never felt like it's in jeopardy of them losing now with that being said is the secondary a real issue hell yeah it is okay i mean i think it's a monster issue but then again, I also go back to what Alabama is doing right now. Is like, are you really afraid of Jalen Milroe throwing it thirty-five times and throwing for three hundred fifty yards? Nope. No, I mean that LSU Arkansas matchup was horrendously bad for LSU because you had a KJ Jefferson who was tough to bring down, a guy that's really accurate, and you're he's throwing to guys a who are wide open, but b. Six foot five, six foot four, six foot three, like have like it could be a basketball team for Eric Musselman squad there in Fayetteville. And those are bad matchups for LSU's undersized defensive back. So I think it had all the mismatches on, on like on as far as which is a bad style of fight for LSU and add to the battle for the boot and all of it. I didn't come away that concerned about LSU, frankly, after after that loss.
0: Yeah, so let's touch on – and I agree with you on that game. It was just like every time LSU needed to answer, they answered. and yeah. they, and, they and scored I mean, the last
1: six possessions. It was like – and it, it looked yep. easy too.
0: Yeah, I never fear a team's going to lose until they miss one of those answers, right? Like, Good. it's like, all right, cut to seven. We go back down, score, we make it 14. You cut it to seven, we make it 14. Okay. And that was what that game was like. The secondary, though, is an issue. I mean, you, and you, no you touched on it there. The two teams they have played – with the most refined passing attacks are Florida State and Arkansas, and they really didn't have an answer there for either one of those teams.
1: No, and and really it came to are you going to put enough pressure on the quarterback to make sure your secondary isn't an issue? Now, they didn't have Mason Smith, and they weren't using Harold Perkins in, in the opener against FSU, which cost them. Right. But in this game, they got after – KJ Jefferson, they hit him. I mean, he just did a fantastic job of like Ben Roethlisberger, like being a battleship and not going down or moving up at, uh, uh, in the pocket and throwing on platforms. So um, it was, imp- it, it was impressive, but I look at LSU and I'm like, all right, who, what teams will provide the most amount of issue? Like I'm not sold on Ole Miss's offensive line after what we saw this week against Alabama. So no. I think LSU can have some success there. Um, we already saw them beat, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, when you look at, you know, Alabama, yeah, I mean, that's always a, a unbelievable game. But I'm not fearful of Jalen Milrow and the passing attack as of now. To be honest with you, it's actually Bobby Petrino's Texas A&M squad that that frightens me a little bit more than maybe Alabama a, at this point. As an LSU fan, because yeah. they've got talented wide receivers, they have a really good defensive line, and whether it's Connor Wegman or what we saw Max Johnson playing well, those are dangerous
0: dudes yeah, I want to circle back to them, but you've you've yeah. touched on Alabama a lot. so let's get to Alabama. Here's what I think though, in the second, first of all, I think Alabama has got a a near champion, if not, championship level defense. I mean, you can't oh, you can't take anything away, But mm-hmm. if you could, and you could take away that fourth quarter against Texas, this defense has been lights out dominant. Now they broke yeah. against Texas. There is zero doubt they broke against Texas, and Texas had a great fourth quarter. Aside from that, you know, that game was 16-13 going to the third, uh, fourth quarter. Alabama's defense has been really, really good. What I will say about Milroe is it looked like, you know, he made that bad interception in the first half, and I think you're just going to have to live with that Milrow. I think he's going to do that. Yeah. But in the second half, it looked like a guy that knew his job wasn't in jeopardy anymore. It looked like a yeah. guy that there was no reason to look over my shoulder. I'm the quarterback, and it's on me to lead this team to victory.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just realize that, listen, man, there's no other option, right? It's not like, hey, we're going to throw you out there and see how you do. It's just like, bro, like we you burned the burned the boats, right? Yeah, we're going to you know, have like, you. Burn the yeah. lifeboats. You're, you're, you're yep. our dude. And I think that had – I, I want to give some credit to Tommy Reese. I, I was really impressed with the game plan that he had. It felt like, you know, that's what the stat line should be for Milrose, 17 of 21 yep. or 22 yep maybe about 200-some-odd yards. You take a deep shot here and there when the defense gives it to you. But other than that, it's kind of dink and dunk and some design runs for them, and they did enough. And I think it's kind of an old-school way that Alabama, kind of full circle of how Saban won championships, play really good defense, win special teams, ball control and and, 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 and control the, the the line of scrimmage extremely well, get some great field position, and take advantage of it. Um, and so I like to me that's kind of like the throwback Alabama that we're gonna have to understand. That's what we have in front of us the rest of the, the rest of the way, and it's yeah. only gonna get
0: better, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I would I would think so. I would think so. I think Milroe found a little bit of confidence in that second half. We'll see at Mississippi State late game at State. We'll see what you know if Alabama can take that second half and play a full mm-hmm. game that way. Yeah. I mean, defensively,
1: uh, defensively they were great. I <laughs> talked to Dallas Turner on our show this morning, and he was just like, man, he goes, you know, sometimes it's Kevin Steele calling it. Sometimes it's T Rob. He actually was giving kind of like a little bit of a inside yeah. information there. And just say, but he goes, it doesn't change. He's like, this is what we are. We are a defensive minded team. So I I think he's hit it. And, um, and again, all those who are just saying, you know, woe is me after last week, that's why we came on here on the show and be like, Dude, relax. Like, now they know it's not going to be Buckner. They know it's not going to be Simpson going forward.
0: All right, let's talk Texas a and So that first half against Auburn was not going well. Wegman gets hurt. And yep. you honestly think, wow, I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But if yep. you're looking at it from Auburn terms, they had just scored. and finally gotten a field goal. And you're like, "That, I mean, this game is up in the air now. Max Johnson, all, all I can think is he must be a terrible practice player. Because it seems like everywhere he goes, he gets called on to come in and he plays well. Did they injure themselves into a quarterback controversy here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, is it a Wally Pipps situation? We don't know the latest. They didn't say anything about his ankle, but it it didn't look right. Obviously, he was yelling in pain coming off the sidelines. But yeah, I mean, for Max to come in, he was five for five right off the jump for two touchdowns, including the reason why he's over in College Station. I think not a lot of people know the story, Brownie, you probably do, is that we were kind of like, why would he go yeah. from LSU out to AM? Well, his younger brother, Jake, is a highly recruited tight end. He went to Texas AM. So he's like, sweet, maybe one of these days I'll throw touchdown passes to my brother. Boom. And sure enough, yeah. there it was, the first one he threw this year. So I, I didn't even remember this. Like Max Johnson has thrown two touchdowns in a game eleven times already in his career. Right? Like and so barely
0: and he's barely started.
1: Right. And so, you know, for whatever reason, and I asked Benjamin Watson about that on set, I go, what is it? And he goes, man, some people like the offensive coordinator feels a better mojo that it's just a different spark. All of a sudden guys, you know, the offensive line blocks a little bit better Uh, for whatever reason, the same spark that Bama was looking for against South Florida with those quarterbacks, they didn't get A&M got it when they had Max Johnson came in there. And I thought it was, I mean, I thought the play calling, I thought Bobby Petrino deserved some love because I thought his game plan and having to adjust on the fly instead of being very conservative, I still think it was aggressive with Max, and that's the ultimately reason why they won that game, and their defense was lights out as well.
0: So when we talk about terms of the West being won, you're comfortable just talking about those three teams, right? I mean, Ole Miss has a loss with LSU on deck. It's hard to see them climbing back out of that hole. They'll now need Alabama to lose twice. Yeah, um, Auburn has terrible quarterback issues. Yeah, um, it's I've got Auburn be...
1: as a, the the seventh team. I got him right. them last in. In I mean, it was just so dejecting. Uh, you know, to see the dejection on yeah. Hugh's face post game and just his demeanor about it, like just. Just like, like a man that was in the church pew like just searching for answers, right? And yeah. just saying, Lord, give me something. And he, it wasn't anything from the quarterback play this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, State now has two conference losses already. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, the season's not over for them. But in terms of the West, probably is. And then Arkansas has already taken that loss. So, yeah. I mean, all those teams are in a hole trying to climb out right now. And it is a uphill climb for all of them.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the only one that you have a question on is – you know, I think a and still there, obviously LSU, obviously Alabama. It's just whether or not you believe that Lane Kiffin isn't Kevin Sumlin 2.0. Yeah. And, and, and remember, Sumlin used to get off to these great starts every single year at AM and then they would face a real opponent and then kind of fall apart. And this feels kind of a little deja vu, right, with, with how Lane ha- – you know, they fell short again against a, a team that I thought that was talented enough to beat Alabama – and I don't know if they bounce back with a with a really dangerous LSU squad in Oxford this weekend.
0: Yeah, more on that game coming up, as you can see, in the rundown. We'll do that in just a little bit. It is the Burnout, presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round right now. Get that sign-o bonus of 110%. Were you going to get that anywhere else? I'll tell you, you're not. But you only get it when you use code next round at MyBookie.ag. This week only. 110% sign-o bonus. Play it right away when the first time it is yours and yours forever. Mybookie.ag code next round. That is mybookie.ag code next round. Let's talk Kentucky, Florida. This is a game mm. that Florida historically has dominated, but Mark Stoops has flipped the script a little bit. So here's what we got here: we yeah. we got we got Florida who found life against Tennessee, played the best game of the Billy Napier era. Then they got to play Charlotte and a coach that wears sleeveless T-shirts on the sidelines and gym shorts and Biff Pogey, and they win that game. They're playing the best they have played since Billy Napier has been there. But you might can make the same argument, maybe not quite as convincingly, about Mark Stoops' squad. This is an undefeated team. This game in Lexington at Kroger Field is one of the more interesting games of the weekend in the conference.
1: Yeah, and again, I keep – and I I don't know if I'm just – bludgeoned with what I saw from last year in Florida and of course how they came out just flat against Utah this year yeah. is that I'm still a kind of a wait and see me too uh, on, on the Gators and me too. but I don't understand why with the issue of me Brownie and I have a lot of issues one is why am I that way about Florida but I'm not that way about Kentucky who really hasn't had this top to bottom like all right man dominant performance it always seems like each week they're like Man, Kentucky should be up by more. They just don't look fluid right now, and but why? Why am I willing to give Kentucky the benefit of the doubt, but not Florida? That that's honestly where I need you to come help me understand that because I don't know if you feel the same, but I still think Kentucky has their A game that they haven't played yet, yeah. and maybe I'm just hoping that it shows up versus Florida. I'm like, I all right, I saw one A game, one half of football for me.
0: I got this for you, okay. So I'm going to use a dating analogy, as we like to do on our show. And this can only be taken as an insult towards Mark Stoops. I don't mean it as one, but it can only be taken as one. This is not even one of those where I could say, no offense, but. Well, you can't take offense, i said no offense. Mm-hmm. You're used to Kentucky looking ugly. You're, you're, you're used to Kentucky slopping it around, playing ball, where a lot of times you're like, Phew. I mean, I know they won the game, but. You have been you have you that is what you expect out of a Mar-2 26 team. to
1: 17. Yep. No makeup headed yep. to Walmart no. just to grab a That's couple right. of things. That's right.
0: right. A Kentucky just got out of bed in their pajamas and did not put on makeup. But you're mm. used to that, right? You fell mm. in love with that girl when she had just gotten out of bed and put on her pajamas and no makeup. Um, Florida, you have seen. Now, it's been a while, but you've seen Florida in the beauty pageant before. Yeah. And Florida was really hot. And right now, Florida has let herself go a little bit. And you would like her to put on some makeup, but she hasn't. Um, uh, that's why. That is your issue here. You're, you're still comparing Florida the way she looked in high school. Look, she's had a few kids, Bernsey. And, 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 I mean, it's, you know, look, I mean, it happens to all of us, right? Kentucky, she's been ugly your whole life. She looks about like she looked in high school. Not in Bear Bryant days. Not back in the 50s, Brownie. Yeah, Um, that's Kentucky's grandmother. I'm talking about the Kentucky you went to high school with.
1: Yeah, I will – as the anchor of the SEC network, I will um, let you, Ryan Brown, have those conversations. But, no, I
0: mean – You know Kentucky Kentucky can muck up a game, and that's what you're used to. You're just not used to seeing Florida do it.
1: It's very fair, and I – I'm a believer that Kentucky wins this game because, uh, again, I, I like the way Devin Leary has controlled um, these games. I think offensively it's just been weird for them because they've had – what, they had two pick sixes in that game. I think mm-hmm. they've had four um, non-offensive touchdowns this year between like a punt return and a couple of right. uh, uh, defensive touchdowns. So that limits the amount of offensive snaps that you can have and how many offensive touches you get – and I don't think that they've found really that rhythm. I thought they looked pretty decent against Akron. And at some points, it looked really good in that first half. Ray Davis was great. Um, you know, Barry Brown, Dane Key, they they found a little bit of something to work on. But then they got sloppy in the second half. So I still think that they're due an A game. And I think the Florida Gators bring it out of them. Um, and while Austin Armstrong is decent on defensively, like they have put some great game plans together, especially against Tennessee, I just think, Kentucky, in a weird way, has better skill position players
0: oh, I think they than do, yeah.
1: Tennessee right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I trust Evan Leary more than I trust Graham Mertz. I mean, if you just want to start right there. Now, Pearsall is... I don't know that Kentucky has a Pearsall, right? And that one-handed catch he made ridiculous. was just ridiculous. You're right, just ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, Pearsall does a lot that I don't know that Kentucky has that guy. But I think if you just went... 22 versus 22, Kentucky is probably going to have the better roster in this game.
1: ETN's a good running back. You know, Ray Davis is a good running back. Defensive line, you'd arguably give it to the Florida Gators. But, again, I I think that game being at home, I would have loved to see that game at Kroger Field at night. Um, But it being a little bit of an earlier kickoff might change things a little bit. But I think Kentucky fans still, I mean, when they finally broke through and beat Florida after losing to them for 30 years in a row, like, I think it shook something loose in the program, the expectations, and, and I think it's hard. You'd be hard pressed to say. In my mind, I don't th- that they're the second best team in the SEC East behind Georgia right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they are. Tennessee certainly looked uh, like they rebounded against UTSA. Uh, we had talked about might this be a chance to see Nico Amileva, and you didn't really want to because of the way Joe Milton played, right? So and so. you saw Joe Milton got
1: banged up in that game. And i, yep. I like, when it happened, he, he goes down and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that looks like it looks like a knee, like an ACL or a blown out yep. knee or something yep. along those lines. And Nico was about to come in. He starts warming up and I'm like, oh, this could be really interesting. Right. All of a sudden, Joe Milton's like, no, bro, I'm good. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And he got right. back in real quick. Like, because I think he knows, man, like, hey, Nico's legit. And I can't, you know, I, I can't make the club in the tub. Like I, I got to be out on the field right now. And, and ultimately it probably was the best thing for him.
0: Yeah. I, I still don't know if I believe in Missouri. All due respect to uh, Eli Drinkwitz. I know that was a good win over Kansas state. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I I'm, don't put them in that same discussion that I, that I would have. Uh, Kentucky and Tennessee, and as far as the second-best team of the year.
1: I mean, they're they're sneaky. I mean, Brady Cook, man, 300 straight passes without an I interception, know. you know, with a knee sprain. That's a decent Memphis team. Um, I will tell you this. If you told me, and now we're not talking quarterbacks, but you say, all right, you got, a, you got a college football draft in the SEC. As far as playmakers, there ain't no way in hell that I ain't taking Luther Burden one. Like Luther Burton is the yep. first person off off the board, man. He is just electric, and it's awesome to watch. And so I was glad that he got banged up in that game, but he ended up coming back, so that was good. But um, you know they're they're live right now, and they are they're kind of that. They almost feel like a little TCU ish of last right. year, where they don't really wow you, but they just find ways to win close ball games.
0: And I'll say this, you know, South Carolina obviously has the loss to Georgia already. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, but, man, when 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 Spencer Rattler is not letting the ball touch the ground, I mean, they're, they're, they are going to be a tough out in that division.
1: Yeah, I would have loved to see if Juice Wells was 100% because um, Xavier Leggett is – I mean, He's he might be right there with Luther yep. Burton as far as just a, a playmaker, kind of a Debo Samuel type guy. Yep. And Spencer was awesome. I mean, what, like the first 18 passes he completed or something along those lines? I mean, yeah. it was – It was great. I just still worry about that offensive and defensive line. You know, I mean, I think defensive line, a team like Tennessee coming up this week, I think they're going to have some success running the ball. And then it's just a matter of, hey, how quickly can you get the ball back to Spencer to make something happen?
0: MyBookie.ag code next round. MyBookie.ag code next round. With that code right now, this week, 110% of your sign-on bonus goes right there into your account. A sign-on bonus of 110% right there in your account. You can play it right away, and you win. And it is yours at mybookie.ag. Code next round. When you go to mybookie.ag to get that sign-on bonus, mybookie.ag. Code next round. Also, don't forget lanceslock.com. Get all the locks from Lance every single football weekend. Winning weekend after winning weekend, and you can get on board now. It all starts Thursday night. lanceslock.com. That is lanceslock.com. All right. Let's talk about that game in Oxford, the Old Magnolia Bowl, LSU and Ole Miss. If you're an Ole Miss fan, I think the fear is you have seen your team. Your coach puts so much emphasis on this Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And you and you saw it last year, Bernsey. They had a chance to beat Alabama. They couldn't close the deal. But I don't know that emotionally they recovered the rest of the year. That was a terrible ending to the season for Ole Miss. No. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, I'm scared to death I'm about to hit that stretch right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you could argue it It was the same thing about like, man, when they faced LSU and LSU, you know, won that game last year. You're like, oh, boy, like something something's weird. Yep. Um, and then sure enough, they, they got up for Bama because it was Bama. But again, that's that's why there's a lot of shades of Texas A&M under Kevin Sumlin right now. Uh, for Lane Kiffin and and this rebel squad that they look really good on paper and they look, you know, kind of fun and exciting. But when it comes down to hard-nosed football, like how much can they, can they press the issue? And I think that's a big concern right now for this team. And yeah, I want to go back real quick before we talk about that LSU um, Ole Miss game, just about the, just, I think it's time for Lane to try some type of new approach you know, against, against Alabama, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, it feels like it's the same thing every single year. It's the, he says something early in the week, then he keeps poking the bear and retweeting and sending pictures about where he's at and talking about the goat and stuff like that. So he gains a, a bunch of social media buzz for Lane, which is great for Lane Kiffin, great for the game. And he tells everybody basically to tune in, get your popcorn. And it's the greatest Alabama recruiting pitch every single year. Like, well, yeah. here's... Alabama doing it once
0: again. Well, his new approach will be not playing them next year. Uh, that, that's, that's true. The, yeah. That's the new approach with the new SEC schedule. They will not meet next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll meet in two years again. And, and I think that was kind of his point and what he said to Marty on SEC Nation Saturday Might morning. The last is, time, right. Yeah, it's going to be the last time. I mean, you don't know. It's a le- it was a legitimate point. I just think, to your point, he put so much emphasis on that game. It's impossible for your team – not to notice that and I, understand I, and understand how deflating it is to lose that game, which they do every year.
1: I, I told you it was the same thing. I think we talked about it last week on, on this show. Is like when LSU won in 2019, uh, now obviously they had Joe yeah. Burrow and a historic team. I talked to people in Baton Rouge that said, man, we have a completely different approach to this week. It's just another game, and they won. Brian Kelly, last year I remember famously they, they played a video of him talking to his team the week of Alabama, and he was like, It's opponent number seven or whatever. He's like, it's just another opponent. And it never felt like LSU cared that it was Alabama. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin always looks, it always feels like they really care about Alabama. Alabama don't give a shit about you. I mean, that's That's the truth. That's the truth. Like as much as you think about them, they don't even give you one second of thought. And that's how this game continues to play out. I think the players play tight. I think the coaches coach tight and it's the same result. Now, how do you back that up against uh, when you put all your eggs in that proverbial basket and now you got to face an LSU squad with that offensive line that struggled against Bama? Because I would argue that LSU's front seven is as good, if not even better, or more aggressive and dangerous than than the tied front seven.
0: And that's the concern for Ole Miss is their inability to run the football effectively. And that's what Lane Kiffin's offense is built on is a guy like Quinshawn Judkins Rushing for fourteen hundred yards like he did last year, yeah. they don't. And I know there's some, in, you know, people suspect injury and things like that. But whatever the case is, they can't run the football effectively. They didn't do it against Alabama. They didn't do it against Tulane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it a little better against Georgia Tech. But it has been week after week where they've struggled to run the football the way they really want to run it.
1: And here's a bigger picture about that. And you're you're spot on on all of those. And Trey, and Trey Harris not being 100% their wide receiver, I think he's a game changer for them, and he just doesn't look right when he's out there. But what happens when you build your team around a bunch of transfers, which a lot of teams are doing, but mostly no. Lane Kiffin, it's you know come to the SIP, it's the transfer portal stuff. It's fine when you're a mercenary, when you're ready for the big battle, but what happens when things aren't going well? Are you still bought in? Are you like, man, hotty toddy till I die. This is Oxford. This is Ole Miss football. I've been dreaming about this since I, my, my parents were watching Archie Manning. I don't know, right? Like when you have a bunch of guys that come from different universities that say they parachute in and things aren't going well, there's probably a lot of individualism on some of these teams to where it's like, I better get mine. I don't know yeah. how much I'm bought in. And that's that's why I'm really intrigued to see Hey, what happens in Oxford? Because if LSU gets out there and they're up fourteen to three early, whew, buddy, that could be bad scenes. Uh, yeah. Bad scenes in Oxford.
0: Yeah, absolutely, could be the Magnolia Bowl coming up in Oxford uh, this weekend with LSU and Ole Miss. He is Peter Burns, of the SEC Network. It is Burnout, presented by MyBookie.ag. Code Next Round when you sign up at MyBookie.ag. That initial deposit bonus now up to one hundred ten percent. You heard me right, one hundred ten percent bonus. In your initial deposit there, you can only get that with code next round at mybookie.ag. Code next round at mybookie.ag. Also, Roback brings you the show. Roback is great gear. They got those hoodies, the quarter zips that I love, the hoodies that are so soft, the golf shirts. Roback.com, TNR20 at checkout, saves you 20%. There, another deal from us, TNR20 at checkout, saving you 20% on your initial order at Roback.com. I mentioned the golf attire. Because we're going to take a quick detour down the road of golf. Bernsy and I love it. You see Peter's coverage at ESPN of golf, and this week it is our dream come true. We've got morning Ryder Cup, afternoon football. You, it is. I like the Ryder Cup on U.S. soil, Bernsy but I love it more when I can get up and watch it early and then head to football.
1: Breakfast golf is, uh, yes. is always good, right? Whether Undefeated. it's the open championship or the Ryder cup. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. a couple of sec guys and Justin Thomas, who was a little surprised to make the team. You see Sam Burns, which I didn't know yeah. if he was going to get picked and the former LSU golfer is, is fantastic. And I wish I was related to him and, did you see the did you see the haircut he went with? I
0: did. He still got the yeah. little bit of a mullet and got the USA cut in the side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean it's just like typical dirty sec like just yes. weird truck stop type uh, mentality but um i'm excited about it i mean what we, we haven't won over there in how long it's like th- like 30 years or something yeah along it's this been lines, a long time say. feels like
0: a feels like a lifetime feels like yeah. a lifetime but yeah it's it it has been <clears throat> it has been a house of horrors wherever they yeah. have played and this is a new venue in rome yeah i don't know much about this course and i don't know that anyone does uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, does not matter where it is played. The U S has not fared well there.
1: So what's interesting is that, you know, I, I had an opportunity cause you know, Davis love is down there at sea Island where we do right. the SEC golf championship. So every year that we're down there, I get an opportunity to spend a couple of minutes with him. And, and, and I was talking to him about, man, how, how do they set up these courses and pit? And he goes, well, what they do is they'll find the venue that they have. And then he goes, what the captains will have is like the analytics are so incredible that they have mapped these golf courses to such precision to where they can say the average player is going to hit it here. The average player is going to have between X amount of yards to X amount of yards, 145 yards, 160 yards, whatever, 80% of the time. And then they'll say, all right, which players meet this criteria really well. Okay. So they can run these big number data uh, on the idea of, Hey, you know what? Justin Thomas, although he's not playing great, his numbers for this golf course are extremely good, and I was blown away that they can do that amount right. and just say, "Hey, man, the wedge play. This guy is. You're probably going to have to hit 14 wedges over, you know, the, the course of two rounds. This guy is at the top two of wedge play in that distance. That's how precise they've gotten to the Ryder Cup. It's not like just total vibes now of like, eh, you're playing good, or I like this dude. Bring him on here for the road trip to Rome. Like, no, it's
0: it's a science." Yeah, the uh, the the thing about Sam Burns, they don't have the hat sponsorships. If he's going to have the mullet with a shaved head, I hope he goes no hat. You've seen McElroy do it a lot in the Ryder Cup. Without the sponsors no. on there, some of those guys go without the lid. I want to see Sam Burns do that. I want to I see the mullet flowing and the USA shaved in the side there. I want to see that with no hat on.
1: I want to see him talk trash a little bit, too. Yeah. I think that's the reason why they got Justin Thomas in there is to kind of be a tone setter you know, as far as a guy that'll kind of get in your face and all these guys are talented golfers, but I I think that's one of the things going back to college football, that's been really fun about this year, whether it's Dion and Dan Lanning or Ryan Day going after Lou Holtz of all people, and and Lane tweeting and stuff like that. Like just, there's just chaos around it. And I think that's good for the sport. Like I love the gentleman's game, right. Of golf, yeah. but also like, man, this is a big deal. Like, talk your trash like talk to talk if you can walk to walk.
0: So you feel good the US is a slight favor but again, this is a road trip. Uh, th- this is our version of Tennessee going to the swamp. We never win in uh, yeah. Europe. Uh, do you feel good going into this?
1: I mean it's it's the heart versus you know your head type thing. like your head should tell you that it is. We it just, yeah. we don't win over there and the courses are set up the way the conditions are, all of it, you know, favors a European player. But then I also kind of think that's BS because 90% of the European players, where do they reside? They in reside in Orlando. the United States yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or Jupiter, Florida. So yeah. it's not yeah. like, Oh man, we're, we're, they, they're come over to the States and then go back to their home and, you know, in, in, in France or Rome or wherever yeah. they're at. So I still think the, L- uh, the LSU I- – I still think the USA ends up winning it. And, of course, that will probably cost me money. Um, but uh, I'm I'm a firm believer in – Bet with in, your in heart. That. Bet, bet with, bet your with heart. the heart. Then yeah. you can go down.
0: Yeah, I was looking. Uh, they've got it up. MyBookie.ag. I was looking before you and I came on. Uh, they don't have any of the player props yet because they don't have the matchup set. Like minus minus one twenty.
1: USA, uh, Somewhere or? around there, yeah. Yes, okay. slight favorite. Cold yeah, cold slight cold. favorite,
0: yeah. yep. So uh, the U.S., a favorite there. MyBookie.ag, you can play that uh, and all the weekend games as well in football. MyBookie.ag, code next round to get that sign-up bonus of 110% this week at this week only when you use code next round, signing up at MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag, code next round. Also, Lance'sLock.com, Lance'sLock.com, get all the locks for this weekend at lanceslog.com and use those at mybookie and roback.com code TNR20 at checkout to save 20%. All right Bernsey, enjoy the football and the golf this weekend always fun. God
1: bless America and God bless SEC football. See you buddy.